Hello everybody, my name is Ken Fallon, and um, today I'm also joined by... It's Dave, Dave Morris. How are you doing, Dave? How's life? I'm good, thank you. Very good. Hopefully my sound is a bit more audible this week. <laughs> uh, not to worry, these things take Aye. time to sort out. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's get into it. Um, I need to pick another key for push to talk because I'm holding the microphone with one hand and uh, I have my right push, my push to talk on my right key. Anyways, so we've had uh, three new hosts this week, uh, this month, sorry. Um, we had the air staff of Eerie Looking Productions who are a uh, radio show, actually, that run... They have their own podcast, but they um, put a special show together for HBR. And then we had Frederick Couget and Zachary DeSantos, all of us, joining this month. So thank you very much for them, and welcome to hey Hacker Public Radio. So let's just uh, go through the episodes as we normally do. Um, we had community news last week where we were joined by uh, Becky and Phil and, of course, Dave. Um, Becky and Phil are at Bar Camp Blackpool. Envy them very much. Uh, Les, Les Palms is putting on a great show over there by all the tweets I'm, I'm looking at. The day after, we had um, Dev Random with uh, Pegwall. And uh, we have a few more of those in the queue, so I have no idea when they're going to get out. Okay. That's a that's a hell of a show. <laughs> Two hours forty five minutes, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, still that's so. It's, <laughs> it was quite something. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I uh, yeah, I like those shows. A bit off the wall. Um, the next day was the airy staff, the air staff of airy looking production, and it was reformatting creative content content for non computing settings. I like their production values. Actually, I, I thought their well, you, you can tell they, they, they've done that sort of thing before. It sounded really good. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. They, um, yeah, they've done a lot of stuff. Hopefully they can, they can continue to produce stuff for HPR. And the idea of what they were doing actually seems like a, a good idea. I've uh, been toying with the idea of, uh, like I have obviously all the HPR shows and stuff here on my NAS uh, as a backup. Um, I was thinking... Uh, of rebroadcasting them here on the local, uh, in the neighborhood and that sort of thing. Oh, great idea. Yeah, it'd be, well, I don't know what the legality of it is. I just got a, one of those wireless FM transmitters, and when I was uh, ordering it, it was like, warning, this may not be legal in your jurisdiction type thing. So uh, um, we'll see how it goes. But I was thinking, just as a by-the-by, you know, as uh, we already had a show on Rivendell, here and with a little fm transmitter you know for the local area you could uh definitely have the kids in the neighborhood like put together a radio show or something you know I yeah think it's pretty absolutely cool. yes and the following day we had a bit of a win here actually from russ uh winter um he was at a uh talk with eric s raymond at the central philly lug and uh we just Things just kind of worked out, and we were able to put the uh, put the show together uh, and put it out. So that was a very, very interesting talk. What do you think of? I thought that was that was excellent. Yes, I've never heard Eric Raymond speak before, and uh, I've, I've read his read his various things, you know, Cathedral and Bazaar and those types of things. He was he has been a very a very important person in the in the Linux world, in the the open source world, and and so forth for a long time, hasn't he? Um, never heard him before, but I, I was very impressed with that talk. Yeah, I definitely think he's had a, uh, you know, he's the pendulum has swung a little bit to the to the 
RMS camp, I think. But uh, he's had a lot to offer, and I was very impressed by the talk. Was in generally was quite technical, quite interesting. Just oh, yes. generally not what I expected at all, to be honest. No, no, he was he was fielding a hell of a lot of questions from the audience there, wasn't he? And uh, I thought doing fantastic. I really wish I could have been at, at a talk like that. It was yeah. it was amazing. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what uh, I think. Um, they hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what the HBR audience, uh, or at least I like about HBR, is getting to hear these talks that you otherwise wouldn't, you know? Uh, Absolutely, yeah. A, yeah. You know, it makes you feel like you're part of the Lug group in Central Valley for a day. You know, you just visited and joined in, so I really, really do appreciate that. So, uh, you know, if, if you've got a Lug or if that you get that opportunity as well, Bring along your recorder and uh, and submit that sort of thing to HPR. That's exactly uh, that's exactly the sort of thing we love to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alrighty, moving on. We had uh, Deep Geek powering away with uh, Talk Geek to Me News again, and then uh, the following Monday we had How to Cut the Cable Cord. Uh, my setup, Brockton Bob, has a very very interesting video there on um, on his setup. It was basically the audio of the YouTube video, but I don't know how much people missed because I had watched the video before I had listened to the audio, as I do. Uh, did you watch the video at all, Dave? I did, actually, yes. Yes, I thought since there was video, I really needed to see it. So, uh, yeah, I was. I thought it was great, actually. I really envy him his setup. It looked, looked amazing. Yeah. It's. Uh, I could have done with a few more details about how he'd built it and configuration and stuff, but, you know, that was just me. I, I want to know everything and these sorts of talks. I thought he covered that pretty much in the previous episodes, or did right, I miss right. something? I, I've maybe maybe not joined them in my in my head enough to, to understand fully how he's put that together. I must, I must go back and listen. Yeah, what I'll, what I'm, again, we'll probably veer off now into a little bit of what the plans are for the... Um, what I'd like to do is, you know, have one of those hashtag things um, where it would be simpler to find his previous shows and kind of group them together, make it more. It is possible on the current site to do it, um, but uh, I want to make that a little bit cooler if possible. Yeah, yeah, because your other alternative is to click on the on the host name and then look at their other their other uh, episodes, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But that's not always so easy to do. Or it's not always obvious. Yeah, um, I think we may have to, it would be a trivial enough thing in the feed to put in um, other shows in the series uh, and put those links in, and or maybe um, uh, other topics, you know, this is tagged this and you can click on the show notes or whatever and uh, get to that tag. Anyway, <laughs> we can we can put in the infrastructure for doing all that cool stuff and then uh, see how we go from there. Anyway, 1072 was a Tuesday. I know this because it was Dan with Top controlling Top. And my lord, is Top. Top is some command. In in episode one and two, I thought, okay, that's it. That's all there is to possibly talk about Top. But uh, he has taken it, in fairness, he has taken that command and absolutely drilled it down to the to the very end. Episode four was was difficult, I thought, to get through myself. <laughs> Yes, I, I thought it was just me. No, it's 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 a hell of a command. I had no idea that there was so much to it. Never, ne- well, I've never never thought to to dig that deep in it. To be honest with you, just look at what's the top of the the list, and you know, go Jump and follow up and yeah. kill it, <laughs> or whatever you have to do, you know. But but yeah, wow. 
In Who the hell's built that? You know, it's who, who's who's been responsible for for all of that work. There's a hell of a lot gone into that. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think we, in fairness, again, that again, we need to stand up and applaud Dan for taking the topic and absolutely doing it justice. There is absolutely, you know, yeah. there's no element of any command that he touches that is not a hundred percent clear to people at the end of it like and if you don't get it in the podcast you get it via the blog if you don't get it via the blog then you you really get it on the on the video it's amazing uh, amazing well done then yes I, I echo that completely i look forward though to him dealing with some nice uh you know something like clear screen or something <laughs> you know, clear screen it clears the screen <laughs> <laughs> Although no doubt Dan will find every single thing that there is possible to do with clear screen. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Ahuka uh, came out with uh, separation content from the web, and I went, yes, I think this is required reading for absolutely anybody who uh, required listening and reading, indeed. Anybody who sits behind a computer. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, I agree. It's uh, It's a sort of Bible for the web, I suppose, that, that sort of stuff is, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although one one thing I, I did have to scream down was that there is a field in the title uh, of a HTML page for the title. H1 is just um, the, uh, like, you use for chapters in a book, I imagine. But uh, uh, there is, a under HTML, under under the head section, there is a, an actual title that puts the title up in the title bar. Mm-hmm. But yep. that, was a, that was a minor thing, to be honest. I am, um, I've been preaching this for quite a while myself. No, it was good. It was good. I really enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, yeah, we got as far as CSS as well, which is pretty scary stuff. Well, that's yeah, and he mentioned uh, CSS Zen Garding um, on his uh, in his episode, and that is really a t- a, just a fantastic, fantastic site. As you click through, uh, Jerry, did you ever visit it at all? I haven't. No, no. Well, they take the text, and you know, then they do it. Amazing, just they, they, they just completely change the look and feel of the web page based only on uh, CSS, like from yeah. comic book layouts, uh, you know, to comic strip layouts to uh, you know, your boring businessy type layouts, right through. It's fantastic, it's amazingly powerful stuff, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I always found it a bit scary personally. I've never been much of a, a web guru myself, but uh, no, yeah, I could, could get into this, I could happily get into some of this stuff. I hope he uh, continues to uh, to do this. And if there are CSS experts out there and you feel you know enough to uh, get myself and Dave um, started, then feel free to record a show on Saturday. Right, yep. the next day we have... Oh, not Cloud 2 is possibly going to join us, I hope. The next day we had... Um, OGCAMP 11, the embarrassment continues, not from obviously there, but the fact that we're sending out OGCAMP 11 after uh, after uh, OGCAMP 12 has been and gone. Yeah. Yes, I know. It's, uh, it did, did look a little bit out of place, that, but still. It's good. It was a nice, uh, nicely done chat, I thought. Exactly. Is there going to be, is, is, have, we had, have we had the whole lot of uh, OGCAMP 12 stuff? Well, we have from the full circle. However, during the week, I did get, uh, I was lambasted, in fairness, uh, at OnCamp 12, as you can imagine, for not having released interviews I had recorded on OnCamp 11. 
So um, I still have a few more to do. Um, okay. I, I'm not going to do all the back episodes. Um, th- there are a few that I still need to go out. So the ones I've recorded, um, I've received. But as you know, I'm I'm kind of a bit busy with uh, other things going on at the moment, which all going well, I'll release a show on. And probably all not going well, I'll re- release a show on anyway, one way or the other. So we'll see in a few months how that pans out. Anyway. Um, yes, so in answer to your question, yes, there are still more to do, I'm afraid, but uh, the backlog has been cleared. <laughs> okay. So then we had uh, 1075 Talk Geek to Me News from Deep Geek, and then 1076 I bumped up um, to the top because it was Ohio Linux Fest and we needed to get the, uh, the news out there about that. Uh, the following day, we had another bump out. This one was because uh, for uh, oh, actually, it was um, hack for freedom. Harlo, oh, Har help me, Dave, help me. I think it's Haralanova. Yes, I, I was. Pra- sorry, I was practicing that in the station because I knew I was going to have to say it. <laughs> now I can't say it. Yes, yes, it's a, it's not the not a name that's easy to to instantly digest, but. To, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that one actually. I thought, what what an interesting and enthusiastic uh, person uh, this. Uh, oh, I've forgotten her first name. Haralanova was, but uh, a fantastic and interesting interview that. Absolutely, coming all the way from Canada twice. Um, I I'm embarrassed to say uh, I haven't. I wasn't aware of uh, FSCon at all. So uh, yes, I need to have a look at that. I think my next major plan is to get ready for uh, FOSTEM, actually, which will be coming up quite soon. Are you going over to that at all? By the it's it's in Belgium, isn't it? Is it? We, uh... oui. oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's in February, I believe. Is that right? It is, but it kind of creeps up on you because it's. Uh, I think it's early on in February, and you're, you have the right, whole Christmas right. thing going on, and then all of a sudden you think, oh, that's next year, and then it's not. It's next month. <laughs> I did happen to have a conversation with somebody just a day or so ago saying, oh, if you ever need to get to Belgium, it's very good to take the uh, the, 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 the train. Um, the Eurotunnel is cool. The, Euro, the Eurotrain, yeah, the Eurotunnel Euro train, which there's a direct line from London to uh, to Belgium, I believe. Have you ever done it? Never. I've been to Paris on it, but I've never been been oh. over to Belgium. So. Tempted, tempted. Should do. To look should at the, do. We always need. We to look at the bank balance. For the, um, we do need to for the uh, booth. And Cornomelon was probably going to chicken out on me being a chicken that he is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a message here. I think yes, yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll see. I'll talk to you. About it. I'll have a look at the bank balance. <laughs> do Have a look at the bank yeah. balance after you go. It's, it's, it's the key. <laughs> yeah, Although yeah. actually. Uh, uh, it's amazing how many people haven't been in the tunnel, and it's amazing how boring they managed to make it. You know, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's uh, yeah. It's just just a sort of dark tunnel. Yeah, um, but like, in fairness, you know, they've been trying to build this thing for two hundred years. Yeah, they've been <laughs> yes. building it since before Napoleon's time, and then they take it and they turn it like into the Swansea thingy express is going under the tunnel. You're now in the most fantastic piece of. They don't do anything about it. It's just a no, train, no. rather know, than like an underground aquatic super light experience or something. They've turned it into like a yeah, yeah, boring. I agree. I agree. I found actually the 
the, the, the process of getting on the train was far more interesting than the than the journey itself. Um, you know, because it's like getting on a plane. You have to yeah, yeah, yeah. go through the, the whole ticketing and customs and all the rest of it. And, uh, exactly. I, I was I was a bit surprised at that whole thing. You you get a like um a flight, you know, boarding card, I guess is the word. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever take a car on it? No, no, I've never done that. Apparently you can drive your car on and you sit there in your car and uh, you just go across to France and drive off. Cool. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, well, it's something to try maybe. I don't know. Don't, I, 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 taking a British car to Paris, to, to France, is not, not easy. I've done it once and I wouldn't want to do it again. It's it's uh, it's hard to be in, in your own car in a, driving on the wrong side of the road. Yeah. This doesn't, you, won't, you won't understand this where you are, I guess, but... Uh, for coming from Britain to to the continent is weird. No, no, I, I completely understand it. I have no problem when I go back to Ireland, like just getting into the car and driving on the other side, you know, because left-hand drive and you switch to a right-hand drive. Mm-hmm. But my golden rule is always keep the you know keep the passenger to the ditch is the is the key, you know. Um, but that goes completely out the window if you're driving a left-hand drive car in a right-hand drive country or vice versa. That's right. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I drove around uh, California last year for about three weeks and came back to, to Britain. And it, the car felt strange. It felt like it was, you know, twisted. I was sitting on the wrong side of it. But it was getting back into it was really, really easy after after being in an American, American car. But, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> well, okay, fair enough. I'll enough about... Uh, tangent there then we had uh, where were we another podcast about oh yeah software patents and uh, unitary patents I was uh, supposed to put this out Uh, I got the email when I was uh, away doing that thing and uh, I didn't get to put it out so I just got it on the day and uh, the day after the vote was but fortunately the vote has been postponed until October so this is still valid and Frederick, we um, should get together and do another show about this to make sure it's out on time. Anybody in the EU should definitely go and contact their MEP about uh, making sure that software patents don't raise their ugly heads again. It's constant vigilance, I'm afraid, constant vigilance. Yeah, yeah. I went and looked at the April site, and uh, but I hadn't, haven't yet clicked on the call a random MEP button and done, done the necessary but it's uh, it looks highly desirable. Yeah, I think, the... I think we need to do that. Okay, then we had the distrib- Distributed System Podcast and I don't know about you but this was so far over my head <laughs> that I was clapping well, the I, I, I'm My notes here say fascinating but heavy going. I don't think I got more than about 50% of that because I think somebody commented this is going to be really hard for somebody who doesn't understand what it is we're trying to solve in the first place. Um, and uh, I think that was true. I'm not quite sure what the problem was they were trying to solve, but it sounded really, really impressive, whatever it was that uh, they'd come up with as a solution. But, no, yeah. I, I did have some experience with what they're trying to do, getting trades down on a, you know, on a stock exchange down mm-hmm. very, very fast, get them logged as quickly as possible, mm-hmm. keeping everything out of the way. So I kind of did have experience of that, but it's such a... Uh, specialized subject or what they're doing it's amazing it makes me interested to see what other sort of things they have in the um uh in the pipeline there yeah it it looks like something that could be quite interesting to to research about if there was something that uh, 
explained it in, in for, for the layman, I think. But uh, yeah, quite a problem they've solved there, I guess. And we've been joined by uh, Tlatu and Pegwall. If you two guys want to join in, feel free to do so. We're uh, just finishing up the um, the shows, and if there's any of them you want to talk about, feel free. Thank you. I will. I think you're on 1081 now, is that correct? Yes, but feel free to go back and talk about anything at all, Tlatu. No, that's okay. I was actually just going to say, because I'm kind of a GIMP fan, so I, I really enjoyed 1081, actually. It was... Uh, I mean, I didn't really learn anything, but I love hearing about other people's workflow, so I thought that was pretty cool. Push to talk. Couldn't agree more. And who was this? Dave, did you put a comment into the... Uh, yes, I put a comment into Frank. Do you want to explain what you just said to Frank? <laughs> well, being uh, being an ex-biologist, I'm afraid I, I'm, I'm one of these guys who says, oh, look, somebody's made a mistake on the internet. I've got to go and tell them about it. So I had to point out that... Uh, the wasp that he thought was the thing he thought was a wasp was not it's a hoverfly but uh, i already mailed him about it and he was he uh, he didn't take it uh, didn't, didn't take it badly but uh, so can you i can't really i'm not i'm not convinced that you can tell from that resolution of the picture but but maybe oh, you can uh, maybe you're uh, that good I think so. I think so. It's obviously not a a, a wasp or a bee. It's because <laughs> bees, bees and wasps have very different shapes: different shape head, different shape abdomen. This guy has got big head, two forward-facing eyes. Looks like little antennae at the front. Classic uh, so-called dipteran fly. So sorry. Wow. You know, sorry for I have, arguing. There. I have to <laughs> have to overgeek you on the on the biology if I possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gotcha. really sorry I'm convinced. This. I'm convinced. <laughs> how, how can you possibly say that when we argue over your know, furry screenshots of uh, some Linux desktop in the back of some TV yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> it's, it's an XFC desktop running on no TV. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not the only one that, that gets excited when they see something like that? Absolutely not. No, no, no. No, there's too many of us around, obviously. So then we had Linux in the Shell, and I, uh, sorry, Linux in the Shell episode uh, four of Top, part, episode sixteen, part four of Top, alternative Windows. And as we said before earlier on, I had no idea any of that stuff was even possible. I mean, for me, Top. Same here. Yeah, I was able to go in, get Top, do a little bit of sorting, and go, "Hey, look, I'm so late." <laughs> yes, I. The only problem I had was. What the hell was I going to do with it now? I didn't know what on earth to do with all those those different uh, windows. But I think that's probably me, but not really understanding it yet. I'm actually embarrassed to start using the program now. I've I've stopped using it because I'm obviously so underusing it. It would be a shame to actually <laughs> use it. Yes. Yeah. Right. You know that's the thing I love about Dan is well, normally you know he he can just be Dan. But then he just drops some knowledge on you out of nowhere. And it, it like, I kind of resent that because it seems like he's holding out on us all the other times. But but yeah, I do appreciate the the knowledge. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. I, I just as I was saying earlier, I hope he picks something you know really obvious like clear screen or something. But knowing Dan, actually, he'll really like. Oh, did you know that you know clear screen? You can set the different types of screen that you can clear, or you just remove particular colors or certain pixels. Oh, okay, moving back on. It was good to hear from Sigflup. Compilers part one and compilers part two is in the queue. Um, far ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I saw a talk that she did 
partly on compilers at some festival. I don't remember which one it was. I think it was Ohio Linux Fest. It wasn't specifically about compilers, but she talked a lot about compilers. And I learned so much in like the five minutes that she covered compilers. And yeah, this episode is fantastic. I love this kind of stuff. This is stuff that I just don't even begin to know where to start learning it. So when someone just kind of tells me about it, it's just, it's great. Yeah, I was really impressed with this. I I, I had to play it about three times to, to, to get that list of pre-processor lexical analysis parsing. You can tell I made notes as well. It, it's very impressive. I, maybe ask it to slow down a teeny bit, but uh, and uh, maybe give us some show notes would be good. But uh, I, I'm I'm happy with that as it was. Yes, actually, show notes would be cool. If anyone wants to volunteer to do show notes at any time, feel free to uh, to join in. And then we had Paul Levy on learning to dance with spiders, which is uh, from the last, I think, of Robin Gatling's um, uh, edited Full Circle podcast on HPR segments. I actually have not heard that one, so I can't comment on it. It is pretty cool. It's um, uh, the amount, how to get yourself offline type of thing. How much time do you spend of a day? Are you just aimlessly surfing, or are you just going to... Um, you know, do you do you sit start your computer up to just do a task, and then you know four hours later you turn it down, having done stuff, but not exactly what you wanted to do when you started up your PC? I'm actually pretty good at that. I usually I don't really I'm not on the like the web that much. I'm I'm generally I'm good. If I'm opening up a web browser, it's because I need a some some kind of information from it. Whether I spend too much time at the computer or not is a completely different question. See, I'm the exact opposite, and personally, I blame Reddit. Yeah, yeah, see, I avoid sites like that for that reason, because if I did go to Reddit or or Chan, uh, 4chan or something, yeah, then it turns into like an all-day thing, and you're like, what happened to the day? It just spirals out of control because you're like, ooh, something I'm interested in, ooh, something else I'm interested in, ooh, technology Something I'm news. morbidly interested in. <laughs> One word. That I know I shouldn't be looking at because it's just so stupid. The best of YouTube.com. Yeah, you know, just, <laughs> you know, lolcats. Well, it, it doesn't matter. It's just, yeah, it's a, it's a horrible place to to go, the internet. I go there for information and then I close the browser. And I really don't use a graphical browser that much, which also kind of helps because there are lots, you know, it, it's it's less to look at when you're firing it up in Lynx or, or W3 in Emacs, then it's just like... Super easy to get the information and then close the window. Yeah, cool. That's actually not a bad idea. And A1085, which was uh, Friday's show, was a stream sent in by Zachary DeSantos. Did anyone get to listen to this? I did, I did listen to it, actually, yes, yes. And what did I you was think? <laughs> I was wondering what I was listening to, to be honest. I was sort of poised, waiting for something to happen, and then I realized it was a stream. <laughs> it was water. It was water running. It was a, an ambient, ambient sound thing. It's. I really. It's I thought that was really. Yeah, I thought that was really, really clever. I just that I totally didn't think that was the kind of stream we were going to be talking about. I was very, very impressed with that kind of thing. I like things like that. I thought you might try to. I had it right in my head when. Uh, because we were talking after the, I interviewed him about the um, sky, uh, sk, um, sky kite, obviously that goes in the sky, at the hacker yeah. village up in um, at our camp thirteen. And afterwards, uh, you know, he was he goes around and records a lot of this ambient stuff, which is odd because I wanted 
to do a bit of that myself. Um, you know, the sea and that sort of thing to be playing in work rather than listening to music just to drown out the, the drone of people. And he said, yeah, the whole go of the stuff. So I said, yeah, that'd be ideal. Send it on in. Very cool. Yeah, I, uh, some of the portable recorders these days are just so phenomenal in their um, in the quality. It's it's almost yeah, it's fun to get kind of ambient noise like that just because it's so beautifully recreated in the recording. It just really sounds nice. Yeah, and I thought yeah. I'd yeah, go on ahead. Sorry, I, I was just going to agree with that. My son's just started a degree in uh, in music um, here in Edinburgh, and uh, he and I bought a a portable recorder we were going to share it i was going to try and do podcasts with it but he's taking it because he needs it for his course and he's going to be doing this sort of stuff and playing around with that thing i was amazed at the quality you can you can get from it so uh yeah looking forward to some good stuff from him i have a zoom h2 which i wanted to put on the beach up in uh up in freesland uh you know the sound of the you know, there's nobody around don't, don't allow cars or anything on the beach uh, on the whole island it's completely uh only people who live there are loud cars and there's not a sound except the, the crashing of waves but it was pouring down with rain so i didn't want to ruin my uh zoom h2 that yeah evening. but uh i i do like that and the whole freesound.org project it's like um it is an audio, uh, um, you, you know, the Lost in Bronx is on about um, getting people into theatrical performances, things on the radio, old radio theater, that sort of thing. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's cool. You can, it was a dark night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a great resource. I mean, you can find all kinds of great sound effects there. And that's one site that I go to very, very frequently. Yes, that and, and uh, I think I should actually do a summary of some of the um, of those sites. The free uh, font site as well. I found it the other day when I was uh, trying to get down a, a font for doing some posters for my son's birthday, and of course, Open cool. Clipart. Yeah, yeah, Open Clipart is great. You know, I was just going to say that is one reason I love the Free Sound Project. It's just oddly fun to go find just sounds of like ambient stuff and just listen to it it just actually is quite cool i did the um my kids uh they they sometimes get scared of some of the tv shows that are on so i show them how they how they make stuff disappear on on tv you know so uh we did a video of them like making the, the all the plates and the table disappear and then at the end you know they edited in them i'm the best magician in the world i'll make it disappear kaboom and then you know half hour later after clean the table cut that in splice it in and then at the end they take a bow and i just got some applause from somebody's wedding and put it in you know and at the end it's like they're all chuffed that's <laughs> funny that's great <laughs> yes sounds um, great at your house and images then from uh from uh was it open clip art at the end you know and, and free font for the fonts is brilliant it's really cool what you can do and you know that you've got all the licenses covered you know and you know i think it's so important that kids should understand how the the world works in this respect you know because so much rubbish on tv and films and stuff that trying to make you believe one thing is true that's not you know the the the, the way that kids have been taught that if you take a balloon and blow in it and then let it go it floats and that's completely not true and i always want them to be able to look behind the scenes and find out these sorts of uh, nonsense things it's not a feckin' bee, it's a fly. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, that's it. That's how my kids want to be, I want my kids to be. 
always lifting the, the curtain and looking behind it. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, yet at the same time, not taking away all the mystery of it, you know, but uh, at the same time. No, no, no. Don't tell anybody else, you know, but just uh, just know yourself. Right. There's. I haven't had a chance to go through uh, all the emails and stuff, but there is a few things that uh, that jumped out at me. One of them was that um, we did make a little change to the website. I don't know if anyone even noticed it over the over the week, over the last month. I didn't. I mean, I saw a new logo on the left at one point, but I don't think I saw anything else different. Well, now if you go to any of the shows, you'll see that there's an org speaks and an MP3 link. Oh, that. Yeah, I did notice that actually. I- Yes, I spotted that. I didn't realize it was new. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think I, I think I, I guess I just knew that we had different streams for so long. I didn't really realize we had posted them or something. Changed something that was bugging me for so long was that when you click on the show now, you go to the show episode. It doesn't start playing the MP3 file. So yeah, that's that's, great. that's been needing to be done for a while. But uh, I was only I haven't done anything on the site because. We were were so long moving to the new site, which you know, I haven't got around to. Blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> coughing, coughing, moving on. Um, but then when uh, Fabrice uh, mentioned that we he brought it up, that we were promoting uh, MP3 over the AUG. Um, so I then put the AUG first and the MP3 last. Uh, well, fair enough. Don't argue the point. Just do it. It's five-minute work. But I also want to thank... David Whitman, who realized that um, I had put half the cash in for the banner, and not only did he give me more than enough for the banner, um, he uh, sent me over $150 to cover the cost of the banner, and I will now use that to fund stickers for um, for anybody who's donated to the ASF. Um, and anybody who has uh, then some stickers for um, Foscom. Fostem. 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 Wait, what is ASF? Oh, accessible. No, what is ASF? Oh, yeah. That's ACF. That's my dyslexia coming in again. Tell us all about it, not too. What, the Accessible Computing Foundation? Thank you, yes. Uh, It is a foundation that promotes accessibility in computing, uh, specifically on free software. And what can you do over there for $2 a month, in actual fact? Oh, I don't know. I, I... I signed up, but I didn't know I was supposed to be getting anything for it. You, uh, no, you can get, uh, anybody who signed up, I'm just, if they send me a uh, address, I'll send them off a sticker or something when we get a sticker back. Oh, cool. Yeah, fair enough. Anyone else got anything to say? Oh, yes, somebody reported, uh, just in my email, I can't go to my email now because of my weird, silly selection of push to talk. Um, I need actually three hands. Um, <laughs> wow. Well, okay, it's a long story. I normally have a a uh, my telephone box, the box that my mobile phone came in, and I rest my mic on that, which is like the perfect height. But for some okay. reason, that has disappeared, um, probably due to having a wife and three kids. And um, so I'm holding my mic with my hand, and the other my the other hand I'm using to hold the push to talk button. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Now I can't scroll with my mouse. Anyways, uh, yes, I got an email. Hold on one second. And that email was from... Oh, uh, the person Epicanus. Are you online? He's Looks talking. like he's trying to be. Yes, and I've just butchered his handle, as is the tradition. No, I think you got it right, Epicanus. 
No, I'm not supposed to get it right. That's the whole thing about HPR Community News. I practice and practice and practice. <laughs> everybody's name wrong. <laughs> anyway, he mentioned that the OG feed doesn't have that crappy, stupid date properly, which is odd because I've checked it, but I'll I'll fix it again. I, I was trying to find the exact spec for the date format, and I, I, I thought everything was fine, but he's saying it's not, so I'll believe him. No, I, I wonder how he's digging it up. I kind of believe him as well. I will, I will have a look and make sure that everything's okay. But it is a, it's that stupid email, um, email format, which is absolutely, uh, you know, in English. So even if you've got a French podcast, you have to have the dates in English. So yeah, that is weird. And it's RSS eight two two, eight two two. Okay. Stupid, and it's freaking stupid. Yes, I agree. Which is why we will be using Atom feeds to power the front end to the back end because it uses the correct date format, year, month, day, T, hours, minutes, seconds. Interesting. Yes, and does a lot more stuff like supporting multiple authors for the show and allows you to embed the AUG, the Speaks, the MP3, and the FLAC file in the one element. What's the, um, what's the history of Atom versus RSS? Do you have any, any idea, or should I just refer myself to Wikipedia? Uh, probably Wikipedia, but I can give you um, my rundown. Atom yeah. RSS started and you know was basically hacked together, and then Atom they sat down and thought, well, let's do this properly, and it kind of hasn't caught on. I'm gonna have to look at to at it for for my own show, I think, because that kind of sounds appealing. It is. Uh, it's quite nice. Sorry, go ahead, Pego. I was gonna say I, I think uh, I should talk Crayon to using. Uh, an atom feed for dev random. Yeah, it's a lot cleaner actually. It's a lot cleaner. Yeah, it sounds like it. And the spec is it's clear XML. You can embed, um, you know, extend the namespace if you want. It, they're very clear. You must use this. You shall use this. You must not use this. You can use this. And they take into account things like that people actually might want HTML in particular areas, and then you just flag that as being HTML. Fine. Nice. Thank you. So pretty cool. So I will be building, um, and they also allow the feed. Also allows for feeds of feeds, so you can take somebody else's atom feed and just give the bare minimum of information and pull the element from somebody else's atom feed in. So that's pretty cool. And also, which is kind of nice, it allows you to have just the element entry, which is the bit about the show itself, as a free standalone file. So when people upload the shows, they could have their own elements actually completed and submitted to us. And then we can just ingest that element as part of, uh, as an entry in the main feed itself. Pretty cool. That sounds brilliant. I wonder why, I wonder why I'm not using this. I, I, I'm liking the way that this sounds. I think anybody who's uh, gotten into RSS deep enough has gone, there has to be something better than this. There really yeah, is. Yeah. I know um, I know that Google were trying to promote it and they got shut down because people were kind of married to RSS. But uh, I think it's unfortunate that Apple, when they came out, that they didn't just go, you know, instead of extending our own namespace and doing all that stupid crap, we'll, uh, we'll just use Atom and that's it. But they didn't. No comment. Okay, I still need to chase down um, Sigflux's Raspberry Pi, which... Uh, has been lost in the post or whatever, and if it doesn't come, I'll just uh, arrange for another one to be sent to her. Oh, let me have a look. Anything else? 
Uh, oh yes, thanks 5150 for spotting that the uh, episodes were in the wrong order. I still haven't sent out the t-shirts that I promised people. That's because... Um, all right. The reason I didn't give them, <laughs> I'm not going to say the reason I didn't give them, but uh, there was a laundry fusion, um, so I wasn't able to hand out the t-shirts at uh, Og Camp, and then I promised to give them out, but now since then we've done a clean out of all the rooms upstairs, so the back room is now full of old furniture, and I can't get at the t-shirts. So that is the pathetic excuse for this month, and uh, hopefully that'll buy me some time until next month. We Sounds have- like this is a scam. Yes, it is. It's a big scam. <laughs> I have. Uh, we have apparently won the sum of two zero 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 million euros in the Euro raffle. <laughs> the, Euro, the famous Euro raffle. <laughs> yes. I've heard of this. That is fantastic. Uh, Larry Bushy is replying that uh, yes, my the RSS script that we had was giving a 403 for forbidding forbidden but uh i need to investigate really to see whether that's a me thing or uh somebody else wasn't the euro raffle put on by that really wealthy nigerian prince it is in actual fact it is just before he hidden all his gold somewhere (laughs) (laughs) so i think that is pretty much as much as I can talk about, feel free to talk amongst yourselves for a while. Well, no pressure, huh? Not at all. I think uh, I think that's pretty much it. Did you have a, a listen to any of the shows that month? Anything jump out at you? I, I am. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say I am so sadly behind on shows right now. Yeah, I really need to catch up. Not a bother, but remember. Don't unsubscribe the feed. Listen to the show and uh, delete it. That's another thing, actually. If you're not interested, just delete it. That's another thing, actually, that um, the Atom feed supports a lot better is they have a summary field, which we could then use to feed the Twitter feed. But also, and I wanted to get people's idea of this. Also, at the beginning of the show, we could automate, like, um, if people put in a short summary, a 140-character summary of what the show is about, we could have this is episode two hundred, you know, one oh two seven and today's show is about blah 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 blah, whatever. Um at the beginning of the show. Plus we could also include announcements for today is the last day that you can buy your tickets for whichever upcoming event is coming on. What do people think about that as a concept? I, I think it sounds great. I think it sounds very smart. Doesn't interfere in the sanctity of people's show or anything? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I wouldn't think so either. Okay, because I, I was thinking, right, here we have this uh, this thing that goes out every single day, and you know, we all know that there are some shows that are more interesting than other shows. Not me, obviously, because I'm hardcore HBR. Um, but, <laughs> but a lot of people say, oh, God, you know, a lot of the stuff I listen to it, and then I just you know delete it. But if you knew what the show was about beforehand, you would at least have the choice to go, oh, I want that is actually interesting. I might listen to that, or I might listen to it later. Plus, we, we do go out every day, so um, it would be an ideal time, an ideal opportunity to people to get in their last-minute announcements as a like heads-up to all the community type thing. Yeah, I think that would be actually really useful f- for that, just for, um, I guess, getting those, those things out to people. I mean, like because a lot of people I don't think know that there's a mailing list, and so if, if they were subscribed to this anyway and they, they could get 
little announcements, then that might be helpful. Could be, actually. Could be. We could actually do something like an Identica. Uh, no, I'm not going to commit myself to anything else here. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that is the, this is the path of evil. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, also, that would mean that, uh, yeah, we could also then add on promos to the end of the shows as well, automatically, as they, you know, as they're coming up. Uh, but it would also mean that people could, would not need to add the intro and outro to their shows. That would be brilliant. But I like doing that. Okay, if you want to, that's fine. It would be an option. Oh, and my microphone works now. Hello! So would this little uh, summary be like a uh, in the same text file as the show notes or, or a separate thing? Yeah, they, uh, the summary would be um, you would write it and it's one of the fields supported by Atom. So it would be at the top. And you would submit that which you show, so they you would upload as high quality as you could a FLAC or an M, or WAV file, and then you would have an Atom XML element file, and in there there would be the text, the summary of whatever it is that you're talking about, and that would be read out at the beginning of the show. Oh, okay, so we'd be generating our own Atom output. Yep, with the help okay. of a web thingy if you needed it, or with the help of a Bash script or something. That works. Yes, and then we can add advertising to the back and resell your shows. <laughs> Do I get a cut? No, it's all uh, CC by SA. We got rid of the Creative Commons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, we got rid of the non-commercial. <laughs> As can I write it off on my taxes? Sure, I'll print receipts. Right, folks, I think that's about it. I need to go and spend some time with my lovely wife, who is sitting at the television reading uh, the subtitles of the program. She's just said yes. All right. So if you want to uh, chat on, that's fine. But I'm getting out of here. Cool. See you guys later. Okay. See you all. Later, guys. Take it easy, Ken Fallon. Okay, guys. And remember that this is now, uh, there's a scheduled meeting. It's, um, if you want a reminder, just go to the HPR website. It's the last Saturday of the month. And Dave, that's the reason why I had to go back uh, and start the repeating meeting sometime in May or wherever because I needed to find a day where that was 31 days where it's landed on a Saturday. That's oh, how you, right, right. That's how you pick the last Saturday of the month in Google Terms. <laughs> this, oh, wow. This is seriously that's under, not good. That's not good. <laughs> this is seriously on the user forum how you pick the last Saturday of the month in a recurring appointment. Anyway, it worked. It's a hack. It's fine. So it's on there on the website. Uh, feel free to click it and uh, join every month. And the details of how to join the Mumble server um, are on there as well. It's a lot better if people, uh, more people than uh, me are on it. Okay, appreciate everybody turning up. Thanks, guys. Have a good uh, month. Bye. Okay, cheers. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All BinRef projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. 
unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.